Welcome in. This is Corbett's Corner as we are live here on YouTube. Let's see. It's been a while since I've done this. Not talk in front of a microphone, but I guess go live. Uh, yeah, it looks like we are ready to go here. So you are able to tune in and we've got a lot to discuss here uh, as we begin with, of course, the news. And it's tough for... <laughs> Jets fans, right? You got to feel for them. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, look, it's a recipe for disaster when you are going to uh, when you are going to put a quarterback who's about to turn forty behind an O line that has struggled, and you obviously after three plays in which I think he got hit every single time. The third one, you got every doctor on Twitter. Unfortunately, uh, checking out and fearing for the worst, which was confirmed earlier today, that he has a torn Achilles. So, Jets fans, what now? First of all, you're 1-0, right? You're thinking, oh dear God, another season of freaking Zach Wilson. Um, unfortunately, that's exactly what you have to deal with. And potentially, right? You're seeing the trends on Twitter today. Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston. Uh, and then you've also got uh, Tom Brady. Could you imagine that? Uh, hey, you know what? He might be the best option out of the three. But do you sign someone? Do you go with Zach Wilson? It was a classic NFL game where everyone's thinking Buffalo Bills, no sweat cover. There's literally an article coming out where people in Wisconsin, a bar was basically allowing you to drink for free if the Bills won. Holy crap. Uh, how about the overtime, the doink in for the Bills just to get there? And then, of course, uh, the punt return for a touchdown there that got uh, the Jets the money line dub. Uh, so they're 1-0. They're mulling their options. Uh, they're on to the second week. Um, you know, Bills fans, where are we at? Because that was, it's almost like Vegas whispered into the, the headset of Sean McDermott and Josh Allen. Throw, throw another interception. Hey, hey, turn the ball over again. They had no business even letting the, letting the Jets back into that contest. Um, and, of course, they allowed them to win. That's a bad loss. Division loss against the, a team that lost its quarterback, lost its soul, basically in front of his home crowd on national television uh, within four plays, and you somehow find a way to lose that game. That's bad. Where are we at with Josh Allen, Bills fans? Uh, you've got Stefan Diggs looking visibly upset. Look, you know, he did the same thing with Kirk Cousins. He hasn't had, a, I guess, the best string of luck with accurate quarterbacks. Or I guess they are accurate quarterbacks, but they like to turn the ball over. And now we're at the point with Josh Allen where it's like, okay, we get this guy's the talent to be an MVP caliber player every year. We're drafting him in fantasy because of his dual threat ability. You saw... Sean McDermott on the sidelines going, get down, be smart. He's he's staying up. He's taking hits he shouldn't. Um, he's making careless mistakes by fumbling the football, throwing, you know, taking chances, throwing the football away, INTs. Um, four and four in the playoffs now. You know, is are you guys happy with that? Or is that a plateau? I think if you're Bills fans today, I mean, you, you know, you would imagine they're going to bounce back. But, you know, you probably aren't feeling so great in a do-or-die scenario with Josh Allen at the moment. Everyone was talking about, I believe it was co-favorites, was Josh Allen and Dak Prescott to throw the most interceptions. Well, Dak had a layup. He didn't even have to throw the ball in that route of the Giants, you know, one of the most lopsided defeats. Um, 
and then Allen, you know, he's he got picked off by the same guy three times. It was crazy. It was crazy. So let me know, Bills fans, where are we at? Obviously, you got to be feeling tough after that. Uh, Jets fans, you know, you'll take the win, but I don't think you're feeling too great on Tuesday either as you've got uh, the confirmed news, right? Everyone's like, hey, well, hey the x-ray is negative. Well, you can't look at tendons on an x-ray, just a heads up. MRI today, boom, Achilles, toast. Uh, so heartbreak for Jets fans. Now what's next? Let's keep an eye on what they decide to do, whether they stay in-house with Zach Wilson, who I'm sure is trying to, you know, he was bad. He was, you know, I, Garrett Wilson makes that incredible catch. Um, you know, I, Jets fans, I think, would rather take Jameis, or uh, they're probably hoping for Brady. But I think they would probably want to go elsewhere. They've seen Zach Wilson, right? They don't want to go through that again. Um, Matt Ryan made his debut in Minnesota in the booth. It's not retired, right? Uh, not retired. Is he uh, potentially thinking about, is he getting a call from the Jets? Uh, we'll see. They're nine and a half dogs at Dallas. Right, that probably checks out. Zach Wilson, Dallas coming off that huge win. Um, Bills, meanwhile, minus nine and a half at home versus the Raiders. Raiders who just went into Mile High and beat the Broncos. Sean Payton, that's intriguing, but I I could see that. You know, the Raiders didn't look sharp. I'm not high on the Broncos this year. Uh, Bills in a bounce back, you would think, but again, that's a uh, large number. So with that terrible loss, the Jets in limbo what's their plan Patriots start 0-1 the Dolphins go in as a dog at a playoff team playoff caliber team Justin Herbert's throwing you know like the quarterback we know he is he's super talented he's probably got the most pure ball I just think outside of Patrick Mahomes for how he throws um just a great quarterback to watch fun to watch Tua you know it's not as pretty but now he's looking healthier you know what is pretty? Watching Tyreek Hill absolutely, you know, graze through secondaries. He, you know, I was talking to friends that Julio Jones might be one of the best receivers I've ever seen, biased as a 12-year Falcon fan, um, no longer. But uh, for catching ability, athleticism, you know, jumping, incredible. Um, but Tyreek Hill, the way he gets open, the way he then can turn on the afterburners and leave people in the dust and throw up the deuce sign, uh, that might be one of the best I've ever seen done. It, it's incredible. I mean, you got this small guy running all over the field, but he's getting separation with every movement he makes. And he's a good catcher of the football. Uh, so I think the Dolphins, look, this, this is a Dolphins team that Mike McDaniel, I think, is a fine coach. Um, he nearly took out the Bills last year, right, with Skylar Thompson in Buffalo. If Tua can stay healthy, right, it, <laughs> He's got this new helmet, right, because he had all the concussions last year. People are saying he's done with football. Football keeps chugging on. DeMar Hamlin, healthy scratch. Comeback player of the year because he literally came back. Um, but, you know, he just got a roster spot for what? The headline? Or to avoid a possible headline for what could have been if he didn't make the roster? Um, yeah, so, I mean, the Dolphins, uh, Tua, if he can stay healthy, keep him upright, keep the head off the turf, be smart. Um, why can't they take out everyone in that division? Everyone's saying the Pats, oh, they look great. What a what a hard-fought loss against Philly. They didn't even cover. They were at home. I don't even think Philly looked that good. Uh, and, you know, just because Mac Jones finally had a decent game, uh, Pats are back. I mean, I never doubt Bill Belichick, but 
I don't know. I'm not. I still think there's some issues there at quarterback. There, there's times where they just absolutely disappear on offense. Bill O'Brien. I, mean, I can't. Bill O'Brien's hysterical just watching him on the sideline. Um, let's see some lines here. We'll get a look. It's uh, going to be Dolphins at New England. So here we go. It's a potential battle for the division here already in week two. Uh, Dolphins are favored minus two and a half at New England. So again, what does that tell you? What does that tell you? We'll see. Um, yikes, Bears fans. I'm sorry. I mean, uh, Fields, he's getting MVP hype. Uh, you know, he's coming out party on fantasy last year. You get Rodgers out of the division. In comes Jordan Love. Very limited. Uh, I think he had two starts coming into Sunday. And you get diced up. And it wasn't just that. It was close at the first half. And then it was as if there were no second half adjustments made, and they basically waltzed into Soldier Field. And Jordan Love stated, "I could still own you. Is it definitive? I don't know, but he certainly had a good start, and he looks good. You know, look at some of the quarterbacks who have waited in the whims behind these quarterbacks that have taught them a thing or two. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I don't think he was learning much from Alex Smith. He was probably teaching things physically." But Alex Smith was a guy who's been in the league forever, has won, uh, you know, not at the highest level in the Super Bowl, but had won playoff games, had really strong regular season success for multiple teams. That's a good guy to listen to. Um, and we obviously saw Mahomes just make that seamless transition uh, after Smith. Rodgers from Favre. Uh, is love from Rodgers the next step? I mean, it's a one-game sample size, I guess three now technically, but I mean... Talk about all the pressure on you as a guy who's supposed to take over from Favre and Rodgers for that franchise. You come in with a division rival, it's favored, uh, you're a dog, and you come in and you just quietly take care of business. Um, I could see, I'm not a big Lions guy. I, I think Dan Campbell's a rah-rah, you know, man's man. I, I don't necessarily think he's a good coach. <laughs> the, the fake punt on his own 20, great. That beat you Kansas City in week one. Next time that's happened, I think people are going to be a little wise. That If that backfires, he looks like a buffoon. Um, I, I'll believe it when I see it for the Lions. Uh, I'm just not there yet, and I just think LaFleur's a guy that's won. I know he had Rodgers, but that's a guy that's coached in the playoffs. That's a guy that's coached in big games. He knows what to do in a weak division. He's already got a win as an underdog on the road in the division. Uh, and, I, you know, that was without Christian Watson. Watch out for the Packers, at least for making the playoffs and maybe taking a division crown at that. Bears fans, what's next? Where are we at with Justin Fields? Are you confident in his ability as a passer? Or do you want Caleb Williams? Maybe the Vikings might steal him for you. That was the only game I played um, straight up without a teaser. Uh, was I was probably the only guy that had the Buccaneers from the get-go, from before preseason. That line came out, I'm saying, six and a half out of the Vikings who love one-score games, field goal. Uh, and then I'm seeing everyone still on the Vikings, and the line is moving down. Sign me up. There was moments in that game where it looked like the Vikings were going to run away with it. Nope. Kirk Cousins turned the ball over as many, almost as many times as Josh Allen, and the Vikings outright lose in front of their home fans. Dalsons were there in attendance on Sniffer's Row, pouring more money into a franchise that causes more heartache 
and a couple of Big Macs at McDonald's, and they do it again. What's next, Vikings fans? 0-1, your seven-point dogs at the Eagles on Thursday night football, short week. You know, people are going to tell you, Viking, hey, we're back in at revenge for last year. Remember what happened in primetime last year against the Eagles? Might be a tough go. Kirk Cousins doesn't have a contract next year. He going for Caleb? Yeah, who's you got Jaron Hall, right? It, enough with the Kellen Mons. Enough with you gotta go all in for a guy. This franchise deserves it. This city deserves it. Uh, you know, Kirk, it was people his entire tenure here with the Minnesota Vikings has been you either love Kirk or you think he's average and you're indifferent. I mean, that's the Minnesota fan base too, is like they're not the Yankees. They're not Philly. They're not coming for your head, even though they time and time again disappoint you. But they're they're it's a passive fan base. It's a loyal fan base, loyal to the teeth. Um, but it's almost their detriment, I think, because they give this team and franchise a pass so often, regardless of sport. Timberwolves, Twins, Twins look good this year. I will tuck my tail in between my legs there. Do it in the playoffs, though, but. I thought the Guardians would actually have at least a shot there to uh, kind of nab the division from them back-to-back years, but it looks like the twin. It looks like the Guardians don't want to win, uh, so the Twins will likely host the playoff game. And you know what? I'd spend some money to see that. Are they going to snap the losing streak of how many playoff games in a row they've lost? They don't have to face the Yankees, though. That's a good sign. Um, Bears. They were one-and-a-half-point favorites at Tampa when these lines came out. NFL, you kind of get two weeks of lines let out at a time, right? Um, You can So you can kind of see look-ahead lines. They also kind of, they. I think this is the case, they they have lines like through week 16 during the summer. Then they take them off the board once training camp and all this uh, preseason injuries happen. So, like, I don't, you can mark some down and see how it goes throughout the year, which is interesting. But So that's the look-ahead line. Bears were favored. Now, obviously, you saw the Bears' performance. You saw the Bucks' performance. People are going to react. Vegas is going to react. Bears are now plus three at Tampa. And I kind of like that spot. You know, no one thinks the Bears can bounce back. Tampa, I think that's a letdown spot. Tampa, <laughs> that was, the, the Vikings lost that game. It wasn't necessarily like Tampa won that game. So, hey, Bears fans, keep your chin up. Maybe you can go one-on-one. Vikes, I'm not so sure about plus seven at Philly, but who knows. Detroit minus five and a half for Seattle. I think this is also a classic scenario of what we just discussed. And that is Seattle looked terrible in week one. Detroit, of course, beats Kansas City without Travis Kelsey, I might add. And now this line is what Detroit's going to blow out Seattle, right? Uh, we'll see about that. Again, I, I, like, I don't make any plays until like five, ten minutes before kickoff. Obviously, I'm looking at line movement throughout the course of the week. Injury news, practice news. Um, but I, I, I think that's an intriguing line to keep an eye on and see what happens as we move closer. Um, here is a line that I'm marking down right now. And again, you can follow us at COR underscore BET for all me and the gang's bets each and every day, each and every week. Uh, Sebastian Urban, tough week, but he is still obviously our most profitable better over the last two years. I think he's up 50 units, and he's got $50 units. He's got the big boy units. So, I mean, that man is winning some cash. Um, 
and the boys are having a good year. NFL, I'm strangely have been really on top of things the last two years. I had no business winning this, you know, hundred dollar teaser last night with the Jets in the over. But uh, wow, I'll tell you what, I was cheering, jumping up and down when uh, they took that back to the house to cash said teaser. I'm not a Sean Payton believer. Uh, I faded them with a teaser of the Raiders this past weekend. The Raiders won outright. But I love the spot as of right now. They're at home. Sean Payton looking for the first win in his Broncos tenure. Home win. Commanders looked really poor against arguably the worst team in the NFL, the Cardinals. They are making the West Coast trip. Not full West Coast, but Mountain Coast. Uh, to Mile High, East Coast team, Broncos, out of conference game. You don't really play them, see them that much. I like the spot here. Broncos minus three and a half. I think there's a reason they're favored. You get the three points there at home, right? It's traditional for NFL betting. So that would say that the Broncos are a half point better than the Commanders. I'd say that's probably about right. Well, let's say they get a touchdown there. The hook might, maybe you buy the hook there if you're a little worried about it. Uh, on three and a half, but I kind of like that spot as of right now. We'll see if anything moves or changes as we move closer to Sunday in week two. All right, so again, this is kind of the new edition of Corbett's Corner, Corbett's, uh, as we talk everything in the news and world of sports and also anything you need to know to make a little quiche. Um, so I'll be live Tuesday through Thursday at two o'clock central, so you can count on that and look forward to, uh, being with you each and every day there. So let's do my guy Zay Flowers. He looked incredible. Um, you know, they're getting him the ball. We knew he was going to be a part of this offense. He looks like the focal point. Uh, Ravens, my squad now, right? Unless maybe Matt Ryan comes back to the Jets, and then, uh, no, we'll see. I don't think that's happening. But uh, Might be a discussion. No, uh, Zay Flowers looked great. I've got his jersey. I was repping it. Ravens get the dub. Texans look terrible. Um, Lamar didn't look great. You know, we questioned Josh, Josh Allen, questioned Fields. I think there are still questions for a former MVP in Lamar Jackson. Um, can he stay healthy too now that they got this deal? But Zay Flowers, he looks like the number one guy, uh, which is awesome because I drafted him in like basically every league I possibly could. Uh, I'm rooting for the guy. And he, you know, he was trending on Twitter and he looked really good, really elusive. He's making plays that you don't see every day. And he's doing that as a rookie uh, in his first game. So, that again, it was the Texans, but uh, I was impressed. Bijan looked good. Obviously, those two are going to get looks for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, you know, they're both different conferences, too. Jameer Gibbs as well for the Lions, I thought. They didn't use him as much. You know, that's going to be – he he showed flashes like he could be – Obviously, Offensive Rookie of the Year, but it's they also have David Montgomery, who's going to have touches, right? And I guess Tyler Algier, or Tyler Hingier, as I like to call him, uh, showed out as well. So does that potentially take from Bijan, even though Bijan found his way into the end zone? So did Gibbs, if I'm not mistaken, but I could be wrong on that. So Zay Flowers, my guy. Uh, let's see. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Vegas. Ravens, you know, show out, cover. It's against the Texans. Bengals had one of the worst performances you could have even come up with, you know, as a thought. As Joe Burrow get, becomes the highest paid player in NFL history and then has his worst career passing yardage day in the NFL. 
at the dog pound. Uh, is Cleveland going to take that division? Steelers looked poor. Uh, Ravens are three and a half point dogs at Cincy. Which kind of shows you, okay, Vegas is expecting Cincy to still be good, bounce back. This is back-to-back years now since he's had slow starts out of the get-go. Don't know if that's, um, you know, a recurring theme, or are they going to be able to bounce back like they did last year, this year? We'll see. So far, Vegas, according to them, has them going one-on-one beating Baltimore in a division matchup. All right, let's get out of here as, uh, you know, I could not have been more wrong about a coach as we slipped down to the collegiate level of football than Jeff Halfley. Uh, You know, I loved his mantra. I loved his pregame presser. You know, I was get in. I was hashtag get in. And now I'm hashtag get out. Jeff Halfley, get out. That's that's what I am. Uh, It's been miserable. Lost to UConn. I wouldn't have let you on the bus if I was in charge there at Boston College after that occurred on the road. Jim Mora Jr. or not, that's inexcusable. Uh, And then, of course, year four, you come out, and it's the first ever time Boston College loses to a MAC program, uh, losing to Northern Illinois. He's getting worse each year. The recruiting is getting worse each year. I have zero hope. You barely, holy cross, should have won this game. I mean, dear God. Uh, nine and a half point favorites was already embarrassing enough for these FCS games. They don't come out until the day of, as opposed to college football normally getting the full week, uh, with lines coming out each Sunday. Uh, Saturday morning, I wake up, I'm in disbelief. I already know the shit show we are in for. And, uh, Hey, Owen's a win. That was disgusting, but we get some luck and beat FCS. Holy cross. Holy cross. I'm more fans there than Boston college. I mean, it is an outright dumpster fire there right now. And no one cares enough about the program to do anything. I care more about this program than the actual students at Boston College. I mean, that's how pathetic I am. Uh, now, with, <laughs> and that's the other thing, too. It's like, uh, give me Ryan Day. Ohio State fans are upset with Ryan Day. Like, okay, you know, they wanted to win the title. They, they're they're sick of going to the playoffs, I guess. Ryan Day, the reason I'm connecting him to Boston College is because he was on, Oda- I think, a Dazio squad as OC, and then how do we let that guy out of the building? We should have gave him the reins. That would be a perfect, you know, he would come to BC. There's no expectations here. You can just coach ball, and we'll be happy to have him. Ohio State, he's got to expect, you know, if they don't cover 42 against uh, Indiana, they're pissed at him. Uh, you know, come to BC, come to the Heights, bro, because Halfley, get the hell out. Um, now, and our AD, that's the other thing, too. I loved Martin Jarmond, who brought... Earl Grant, who, again, I think is a good coach, and hopefully BC basketball is the only thing I'm looking forward to coming up in November, brought in Halfley, then ditched us. You you know, hey, BC or UCLA, I don't blame him. He goes to UCLA, uh, and then we get Miami's old AD, who Miami basically ran out of the program, the entire college, because he didn't pay enough attention to sports, and they got sick of it. So great, he lands softly at BC, and no one cares enough to, you know, be like, "Hey, what what is this guy doing? Can we? You almost lost a Holy Cross. Can we actually care about athletics here? You know, it's tough. It's a lose position. Who wants to come here? There's too much. Uh, there's too much. Now that we're in the full NIL era, right? Can we just separate? Like we're we're adults. We know it's not student athlete anymore. We know it's a business. College football, conference realignment. Throw it out the window. Hey, you know, Rutgers can play uh, UCLA. It doesn't matter. We'll call it a conference game, even though it's a five-hour 
you know, 10 hour round trip flight. It's all a business. So why can't schools like Boston College treat it that way? Separate it from, hey, you need to have a 34 on your ACT. Separate it from, hey, you need to love Jesus Christ. You know, maybe that's a little bit more difficult as a Jesuit school, but that's clearly, you know, not getting football talent in the building uh, consistently. And now in this era, why don't we treat it like the goal is to make your football team profitable, make your university profitable, make your football team good. You know, why not actually treat it like that? But hey, I'm just yelling into a wall. Uh, what else do I have for college football? Now, with that said, this is me being a freaking fool again. But why if Boston College opens up as a 28-point dog at home against Florida State? I thought that was generous. I was expecting like 35 or 40. No one has touched Boston College line with a 10-foot pole. Everyone's pouring in money on FSU. Why is the line moved towards Boston College two points? Huh? Huh? I might get fooled. I might get fooled. Uh, I could see them losing by 50. But it is the red bandana game. Wells Crowther, uh, 9-11 hero. Look it up if you don't know the story. It's incredible. Uh, red bandana game's obviously great. You know, Halfley came out flat last year. Can he, is he probably going to come out flat again this year? Probably. I got invited to go to this game up in the president's box. My mother got invited, and she invited me. Can't go. And uh, dear God, I what? I don't know if I want to go, right? I know what's going to happen. I've been to BC Clemson when game day was there. I've gotten hyped up. I believed we could beat Clemson. And I've been fooled every time. So I'm not going this time, but why is that line moving? Why is that line moving? Keep an eye on things. Bama loses. They'll write the ship, right? You can never count Bama out. Uh, Texas is back. I'm not a Sark guy, but that's that's a damn impressive win in Tuscaloosa. Um, Quinn Ewers looked great. Former Ohio State quarterback. I don't think he actually played for them, but he was in the quarterback room behind Stroud. Arch Manning, right? The second coming of Jesus Christ, uh, at least for the quarterback position. I saw, I don't know if this is accurate, but apparently before Joe Burrow got his contract, he Arch Manning was making more salary through NIL than Joe Burrow's yearly contract. <laughs> if that doesn't tell you college football is a business, I don't know what will. Uh, and he's the backup. He hasn't even taken uh, Texas snaps, I think. Uh, Colorado's hype, Coach Prime, it's awesome. I, you know, the whole season you're seeing... Everyone's been in Colorado over three and a half uh, wins, right? No one's believing in Dion. No, they're not a believer. They come out and win as 20-point underdogs outright against TCU. That's such a tough. You know, these college universities, they, like, they schedule these out-of-conference premier matchups, you know, five years in advance. And all of a sudden, you can, you just, you know, you're thinking you got a layup against Colorado. Coach Prime comes in. And beats the hell out of you, embarrasses you. Uh, and he backs it up, embarrasses Matt Rule. Jesus Christ, Nebraska. I mean, I'm a tortured Boston College fan. I can't even, at least you guys have titles, right? You can kind of cheer on the old days and reminisce. I have, I reminisce about the, you know, the two days Boston College was number two in the country. And then we ended up, you know, going eight and four and losing in a bowl game. And still, somehow, I, you know, think that's the greatest thing ever. But uh, Coach Prime's lit. Uh, they have Colorado State here to go 3-0. They're ranked. Uh, 
their win total was three and a half. Are they going to do it in four games? Really? Uh, sports books, the biggest liability is Colorado winning the title. <laughs> At this point, I don't know. Uh, they look pretty good. I know watching Dion's, you know, hype up speeches, I want to run through a wall for him. I'm not shocked that he's got the players playing like that through two games. Now, uh, they're favored to absolutely, you know, donkey punch Colorado State. But what's interesting is the look-ahead line for at Oregon. They're 20-point dogs again. Oregon looks really good. Oregon's a good program. Are we not laying fucking Colorado money line on that, or what's up? Uh, good to be back here on Corbett's Corner, Dylan Corbett's YouTube channel. Uh, let's get that chat active, those who uh, are in here. Thanks for checking it out. Again, this is on demand as well, so I'll be live at 2 o'clock every single uh, sorry, not every single day. Tuesday through Thursday, three show per week. You know, get it going. It'll probably be about, this is a longer show since it had been a while for me. Uh, but usually about that 20 to 30 minute spell. Um, and then, of course, uh, if you don't catch it live, it'll be there for you to listen on your commute home on Apple Podcast, Spotify. Or when you get home and want to throw it up on the big screen uh, or your computer, you can check us out on YouTube. It'll be there on demand as well. All right, good to be back. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 2 p.m.